everybody, and welcome to the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Brannick, TV voice of the Memphis Grizzlies, and your host for the program. This is episode 30 of season two of the Grizz Weekly Grind. Grizzlies returning home after a two-game road trip to Minneapolis and to Chicago, and uh, heading into a home game with the San Antonio Spurs before a couple of days off, and then off to Boston to take on the Celtics. We'll recap the road trip, and that was the week that was, and also got some Petey's points for you today. A little bit of a shorter program today. No friend of the program. We, um, we're in the midst of uh, game prep right now, so uh, stopping down from that for just a moment to uh, get you the Grizz Weekly Grind, which today is being brought to you by the Hoop City Basketball Club. Since 2005, their mission has been to assist young student-athletes in grades 1 through 12 in developing a strong work ethic with discipline, responsibility, and accountability. They've helped young men be great on the court and in the community. Their alumni include major college and NBA players. If you'd like more information on how to become part of this great sports and character building club, log on to HoopCityBC.com. You can also follow them on Twitter. Their handle is at HoopCityBC. As they say, it's in our blood. It's who we are in Hoop City. So the Grizzlies start the post-All-Star break portion of the schedule on the road with a two-game road trip. Let's talk about it in That Was the Week That Was. Thursday, Grizzlies go to Minnesota. It is a Minnesota team that has given the Grizzlies fits all season long. First game in uh, in Memphis, rather, went to overtime. And uh, Minnesota with a blowout victory over the Grizzlies in Minneapolis. Since that time in uh, November, Grizzlies had won 19 of 23 road games. They get off to a great start in the first quarter. They're leading 31-21. Zaire Williams can't miss. He's having a great night shooting the ball all over the floor. But then the the game started to turn in the second quarter, and Minnesota found some defensive intensity. Uh, They they steeled their will, and they played with a greater will to win starting in the second quarter, and a lot of that was Patrick Beverly. A lot of people might have raised an eyebrow when he got the extension from the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a Timberwolves team that has always struggled with a roster mix, and by having him as a defensive stalwart who holds guys accountable uh, and and who has a, a tremendous heart and a tremendous will to win. It's a good pickup for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota discovered that, that they could play some defense in this game, and Anthony Edwards made it very, very tough on John Morant and uh, everybody else for the Memphis Grizzlies. And then also the fact that, that you know Beverly was all over the floor, Edwards was all over the floor defensively, although he could not shoot very well, and – Minnesota starts to take control of this game and they they widen or they erase a 15 point deficit and they start to widen their lead heading into the fourth quarter and the fourth quarter is when D'Angelo Russell took over 23 of his season high 37 points coming in the fourth and final quarter Grizzlies uh, and Taylor Jenkins talked about it in the postgame media availability just way too many mental mistakes for the Memphis Grizzlies D'Angelo Russell doesn't need much room to score and the Grizzlies gave him a lot of room. He was able to get to the rim a couple of times, get to the free throw line, make threes. Also had nine assists on the night. And D'Angelo Russell was a major problem. And on the night when Carl Anthony Towns, it was kind of a pedestrian, 22 points, 11 boards, three blocks for him, kind of your standard Carl Anthony Towns night. And Anthony Edwards was absolutely, at least offensively, a non-factor. Only five points on one of 11 shooting. Now, he did have seven assists and a couple of block shots, but Anthony Edwards... 
offensively was not the player that you would have expected. So you get five from Edwards and 22 from Towns. So this really became the D'Angelo Russell game. Although another guy that hurt the Grizzlies in the fourth quarter, Malik Beasley, 17 points off the bench and five of seven from three. And the Grizzlies minus seven and three-point makes. And there's there's very little way that you're going to win a basketball game when you're minus seven and three-point makes, particularly when you're shooting just 39% from the floor. Wolves shoot 46%. They erase a 15-point deficit. It's their largest rally of the year. And uh, they go on to win it 119-114 to 114 over the Memphis Grizzlies. This was a game that seemed to be important at the time, uh, if for no other reason that you knew the Bulls game was going to be really, really tough. And you're, you're always happy to get a split on the road. That's what the Grizzlies were hoping for. And look, you get the first one, second one you're playing with house money. And you go into Chicago on Saturday night, and you understand that this is a Bulls team that has won six in a row. They've won five in a row at home. They're trying for a six-game sweep of their longest homestand of the season. They understand that DeMar DeRozan is on a remarkable run of 35-point games eight straight, and shooting 50% or better in all eight of those games. DeMar DeRozan, he's, he's getting the MVP chance, and they are absolutely deserved. Now, through his career, he struggled against the Grizzlies. He averages only 17 points per game against the Grizzlies for his career, whether it's with San Antonio, Toronto, or now with Chicago. And the Grizzlies already have a win over Chicago on MLK Day, but the big caveat to that is Zach Levine did not play in that game because he was out with his left knee issue. So the Grizzlies go to Chicago and you're facing a Bulls team that is the best shooting team in the NBA. Don't shoot a lot of threes, but they're accurate. They're deadly from the mid-range. And uh, this this was going to be a real test for the Grizzlies and particularly their defense, which came up lacking in the game in Minnesota. Grizzlies, as per usual, get off to a great start. They lead 31-22 after one quarter. They led it by as many as 13 in the first period. They get nine from Steven Adams. Steven Adams, nine points and 11 rebounds, six offensive rebounds in the first quarter alone. John Morant with nine in the first quarter. Meanwhile, DeMar DeRozan, 0 for 5, but did get to the free throw line a couple of times. Grizzlies up nine after one quarter. Things looking pretty good. Grizzlies, this was this was kind of the, the, the issue for the Grizzlies in this game, the turnovers. Six in the second quarter leading to 10 Chicago points. It was also a period which Javante Green stood up. He had eight of his 12 first half points in the second quarter. Zach Levine had seven in the second quarter. Uh, and the Grizzlies got some very balanced scoring. They got five from Tyus Jones. And they got five from Zaire Williams in that second quarter. Desmond Bain uh, with six points in the second quarter. And the Grizzlies had a seven-point lead. You were a little nervy about this because, again, this is, this is a Bulls team that is very dangerous. They were on a run and on a roll and fe- feeling very good about themselves. Third quarter, Grizzlies put some separation on the scoreboard, and this was the Ja Morant quarter. Ja tying his career high with 20 points in the third quarter. He had 36 through three quarters. Meanwhile, Steven Adams had 20 rebounds through three quarters to go along with 12 points. Chicago's staying in this game because they get 11 in the period from DeRozan, 11 in the period from Levine. So Levine with 23 through three quarters and DeRozan with 18. You think, okay, it's a pretty safe bet. DeRozan's not going to get to 35 tonight. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I almost said it on air. 
And I'm glad I did because DeRozan came up uh, with a, a good fourth quarter for him and helped Chicago get within one. DeRozan with 13 in the fourth quarter, finished with 31. And the ball was in his hands late in the game when Chicago needed a bucket. And Kyle Anderson asked for the defensive assignment. And Kyle Anderson played a really good all-around game, 11 rebounds and three block shots for him. He wanted the defensive assignment of dealing with DeRozan. Did a brilliant job. And when I looked at it with the naked eye and I saw DeRozan go into his spin and Kyle reach in with his hands, I thought he got his hands on top of the ball. I really thought, I really thought it was going to be a jump ball. Fortunately, there was no air in the whistle. They let the play go on. DeRozan falls to the floor. He gets frustrated. He gets teed up by Trey Maddox. Grizzlies get the steal. Morant makes the tech. Chicago fouls. He makes two more free throws. And the Grizzlies walk out of there with a 116-110 victory over the Chicago Bulls. For Morant, 20 in the third quarter, 10 in the fourth quarter, and a new Grizzlies record for points in a game, 46. That's the most in a regular season game in franchise history. Of course, Morant already holds the postseason record with 47 points against the Utah Jazz in last year's playoffs. Big win for the Grizzlies as they out uh, as they win at 116 to 110 over the Chicago Bulls. Grizzlies put up 62 in the painted area, only make seven threes in this game, uh, but just crushed Chicago on the glass. 21 rebounds for Stephen Adams and the Grizzlies were plus. 19 on the glass. And again, another game of 20 or more second chance points for the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies get to 42 and 20 as they take down the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Bulls six game winning streak overall and five game winning streak at home comes to an end and the Grizzlies sweep the season series from the Chicago Bulls. Big win, I thought, for the Memphis Grizzlies. More on that in a moment. That is, that was the week that was. We'll get to Sapiti's points in a moment here on the Grizz Weekly Grind. But first, we tell you that today's show is being brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking 360 spin, slam dunk, reverse. It, it, it's that good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's just that simple. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday because everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their very first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and you'll get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements do vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. All right, let's get to Sabidi's points and wrap up today's show as the Grizzlies are getting ready to take on the San Antonio Spurs. Grizzlies have won four straight over the Spurs heading into Monday night's contest. All right, 
Petey's point number one, and, and I'm going to get away from basketball for, for just, just a second, just a, a little veer here, if you will. In Chicago, walking around downtown Chicago, seeing Ukrainian flags. Uh, th- there, is, there is a neighborhood in Chicago called Ukrainian Village. There is a high concentration of a lot of ethnicities in Chicago, a highly ethnic city. A lot of uh, Ukrainians, Lithuanians, Poles, and uh, came across a caravan of cars driving down State Street. They're waving flags, they're honking horns. Um, and then later on, just random groups of, uh, of Ukrainians carrying the Ukrainian flag and marching up and down the street. And uh, you know what? I applauded them. Uh, this, this, is a, this is a brave people. There are a fair number of Ukrainian players, past and current, in the NBA. Uh, Marat Kogut, one of our referees in the NBA, was born in Kiev uh, and emigrated to the U.S. When, when he was about a week old. Fortunately, I, I reached out to him, and he indicated that his family uh, was no longer in Ukraine. They had moved out uh, already in the 1990s, but still uh, their hearts were very much uh, with the homeland. Uh, Vitaly Potapenko, Grizzly's assistant coach, from Ukraine. Uh, I talked to Darko Ryakovich, one of the Grizzlies' uh, assistant coaches, and he's Serbian, and he admitted before the Minnesota game that it was emotionally it was really, really tough because even though he's not Ukrainian, does not have family uh, in a harm's way, just the fact that Russia rearing its head again, uh, it, it, it's very hard because uh, Serbia, part of, uh, part of formerly what was Yugoslavia, you know, Serbian, Croatian, all these peoples have gone through so much because of how Russia has conducted itself. Uh, so th- there, there, there is some impact. And, and there are basketball players who are trying to make a living playing in Ukraine, playing in that part, part of the world. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're trying to get out. Uh, they, they're there to, to apply their trade as professional basketball players. Ukraine is a basketball-loving country. And it's just difficult on, on so many levels. And um, it, was, it was something to see uh, these groups of uh, Ukrainians through the streets of Chicago waving flags, honking horns, and providing support for their homeland. Uh, Petey's point number two, I, I'd mentioned it earlier, really quality win in Chicago. Uh, you're playing a, an MVP candidate in DeMar DeRozan, and the MVP chance that he gets, they, they are very, very well-deserved. He is a huge reason why that team is as good as it is. That has a record that has them right at the top of the East along with the Miami Heat. It's a well-coached team. Billy Donovan, like Taylor Jenkins, a candidate for Coach of the Year. They've got a big in Vucevic who can stretch the floor. Uh, Javante Green has been a great pickup for them. Io DeSumo, the rookie out of Illinois, has been a revelation, although he played very poorly, I thought, uh, Saturday night against the Grizzlies. Played great on MLK Day, but really struggled on Saturday night. They've got pieces, and Zach Levine is amazing. Uh, but this is this is a, a Bulls team that, you know, conceivably they could come out of the East. They could come out of the East. Now, it remains to be seen if they get Alex Caruso back. Uh, Lonzo Ball, I can't imagine uh, that, that he will be back. If they were at full strength, I, I think there's a very good chance that Chicago 
comes out of the East and and gets to the NBA Finals. I I really am a big believer in what Billy Donovan has done there in Chicago, Arturis Konishevis. And, of course, we talked about this with David Schuster in in the last episode of the Grizz Weekly Grind, has done a really good job of of assembling a roster there. And it's it's a good roster, and it's well-coached. Uh, And it's great to see the Bulls back relevant in the NBA after a few years in the wasteland. Third Petey's point, I want to touch on something that Stephen Adams talked about after the Bulls game. Um, He was asked about the culture of the Memphis Grizzlies. Culture is always a buzzword uh, in the NBA. How do you set up culture? What is your culture? Stephen Adams said, in Memphis, it's all about growth. And that has been the guiding principle for this Grizzlies franchise. How do we grow? How do you grow as a player? How do you grow as an individual? Very, for lack of a better word, nurturing, uh, very supportive. You know, Stephen Adams, he comes off as being a tough guy, but I think there's definitely a sensitive side to him and a fun-loving side to him. And I get the sense, and Brevin and I talked about this during the telecast from Chicago, that we see Stephen Adams with a little extra bounce, It's not that he was less engaged in other places so much as he is more engaged, I think, in Memphis because they've done a better job of taking advantage of of the basketball player that he is. Now, he's not a super skilled offensive player. His offense is is a lot of putbacks, maybe some half hooks, not a jump shooter, clearly, uh, and not very good from the free throw line. But the Grizzlies have figured out this is a guy who can actually get us some points. He can get us buckets, certainly can get us rebounds. And so... I think Steven Adams has taken a, a step out of the, well, he's just a role player. He's just a big who can get offensive rebounds, but he has been able to do more. He's been asked to do more. He's having a career year in assists. He's had the ability. I just think that this coaching staff, and this circles back to what Steven said about growth, doesn't matter how long you've been in the league. I, I think this coaching staff and front office have done a really good job of finding guys who have talent, who want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And there's been a culture of growth and and a culture of positivity. And it has resulted in Steven Adams having a really, really good year. And as much as fans love Jonas Valanciunas, I think they love Steven Adams uh, every bit as much. And and I I really like the comments. And if, if if you get the chance to go back on social media, the Grizzlies Twitter account has the comments of Steven Adams from after the Chicago game. And, and I thought they were very, very illuminating. Next PD's point, John Morant, 46 points, regular season career high, highest scoring game in franchise, regular season history. This He's probably one of the hardest guys to call games for. Because there's, there's a limit of adjectives that you can conceivably use because he's pulling moves that a lot of us have never seen before, or you may see once every three or four years, and he's doing it on an almost game-by-game basis, whether it's a lob that he spears and spikes or whether it's a 360 spin. He, he's done two 360 spins, both of them against Chicago, and both of them in about a month's time. Normally, moves like that you don't see over a period of time. Jaws mixtape from this year would be a career for a lot of guys. And so a lot of times, I, frankly, all I can say is, wow, because that's how good he is. And it's just amazing that what he has been able to do. 
There was an element of guttiness in the Minnesota game. I know the Grizzlies didn't win it, but he came up with 10 points in the fourth quarter. When, when he went down with that awkward step and hurt his hip, I mean, I was, I was somewhat fearful. I certainly did not expect him to come back in the game. And yet, he tries to lead a comeback on basically a leg and, and maybe a half of the other leg. Really incredible stuff. Kid's got an amazing competitive fire. He plays with a giant chip on his shoulder. And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the, the MVP ladder. And if you look at the top five, I think you – John Morant, I don't think, is going to win the MVP. There are a lot of really worthy candidates, whether it's Jokic or Embiid or DeRozan or Giannis. But I think Jazz in the top five. And look, Chicago's a big market, one of the biggest arenas in the NBA. It was full. There were people with, with lots, there were lots of Grizz jerseys, lots of 12 jerseys in the building. And, and he, he, he met the moment. And in some ways, I think he exceeded the moment. When you put up a career high, yeah, you're exceeding the moment. And just a massive third quarter. He's the leading third quarter scorer in the NBA. 9.2 points per third quarter. There is nobody that scores more points in a single quarter on average than John Morant. It's just that simple. So it's really hard to describe some of the stuff that he does. So all we do sometimes is just say, wow. So uh, <laughs> hope you don't get bored with it. It's just really, really hard to come up with descriptors and adjectives to talk about John Morant. Finally, uh, Grizzlies are at a point in the schedule now. You know, Chicago, tough game. San Antonio, sub 500. Uh, Grizzlies have an Orlando, uh, a game at home against Orlando. They've got Houston, Pelicans. New York, and out Oklahoma City coming up in short order. I know there's a Boston game sprinkled in there on Thursday. This is the time of year where the Grizzlies have to take advantage of these things. The schedule is not always kind. You also hope that as you get into the month of March that you get Dylan Brooks back. How many times have we said during games, this is where the Grizzlies miss Dylan Brooks? Grizzlies miss Dylan Brooks in the fourth quarter of the Minnesota game because they had nobody that could deal with D'Angelo Russell. I'm not saying Dylan would have won the game for the Grizzlies, but it would have been nice to at least have had that option to put him on D'Angelo Russell in that fourth quarter. But all that being said, Grizzlies came through a really rough period with the schedule. Uh, Portland seems to be, for whatever reason, a bad matchup for the Grizzlies. So does Minnesota. But now San Antonio, not an easy out, but this is an opportunity for you. You've got a home game. Then you go to Boston, nationally televised on TNT, which, by the way, there will not be a local telecast that night. Sorry about that. You'll have Brian Anderson on the call for that one, uh, which Brian's a great guy. Love him. Wish we were working. Sorry that we're going to miss the trip to Boston, but TNT has a national exclusive on it, so we're not working. Um, Orlando, got to win. Houston, got to win. Pelicans, Tough for the Grizzlies in a matchup basis. And C.J. McCollum, we get another look at him. Knicks team is imploding right now. And then you go to Oklahoma City. These are games that you really want to take advantage of. You also have a road trip to Indiana. Indiana's trying to find their way as well. Opportunity here for the Grizzlies. Look, take care of your business. Start with a victory over San Antonio. This is a Spurs team you've beaten four times in a row. But still, they're very tough. Jakob Pertl one of the best offensive rebounders in the game, one of the best paint scorers in the NBA. It's not going to be easy. Keldon Johnson didn't play well the last time he came to Memphis. 
probably comes back and plays a whole lot better. DeJounte Murray, more triple doubles in a single season in franchise history than any other San Antonio Spur. Very good, very good defensively. One of the best stealers of the basketball in the NBA. So the Grizzlies are going to have their hands full with San Antonio. I don't mean to overlook San Antonio by any stretch of the imagination, but it's an opportunity against a sub-500 team. It's a San Antonio team that is at the end of the rodeo road trip before they go home. Hopefully the Grizzlies can take advantage. That would be a great way to end the month of February. Grizzlies have been really good during the month of February. January, February have been very kind to the Grizzlies. John Morant's been sensational during the month of February, averaging better than 30 a game. It'll probably go into the books as the highest scoring month of his NBA career. And he, he's been phenomenal, not only in January, but now in February. Will he be player of the month? That's a possibility. We'll have to wait and see how all that shakes out. In any event, those are the PD's points for today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope to be back with a friend of the program to preview the Boston game on Thursday. We are efforting that right now. Hopefully we will get that accomplished. In the meantime, our thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook for their continued support of the Grizz Weekly Grind and also the Hoop City Basketball Club. They have been Uh, valued and loyal sponsors of this show throughout. And we hope that if you've got a young boy who wants to uh, play basketball, check out the Hoop City Basketball Club and get him involved in that. Again, this is the Grizz Weekly Grind, a proud affiliate of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Pete Pratica. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.